What's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Decision Hour with JD and Adam. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's been a heck of a morning this morning already. You know, I mean, uh, it's been a good day. Don't get me wrong. But uh, you my know, heart rate's up. The heart, heart rate's up a little bit. Uh, well, for a couple of reasons. One, because of what just happened. And two, because of who our guest is, um, who we'll have on here in a little bit. But I'm yes. already drinking an energy drink, so my heart rate's already going up. And so we're just sitting here in the <laughs> studio, right? We're, we're going over like pre-show notes and what's going to happen, which is very rare because we kind of wing it most of the time. But anyway, um, so we're just sitting here, and then this dude, this leg comes crashing through the ceiling. Boom. And now there's a big so hole in the ceiling. So. My, my buddy West, uh, he was, you know, we we have our studio at a, at a uh, Camelback Community Church out in the West Valley here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It's actually in Glendale. And uh, uh, West is home from college uh, right now. He's on his summer break. And uh, they're doing some stuff because they're, they're moving some stuff over on the other side of the campus. And uh, I think West was, uh, was up there and... and uh, uh, all of a sudden, Wes wasn't up there anymore. He was part of him was uh, literally hanging from the ceiling. I, I, I heard it. I kind of saw it, but then I looked up and I'm like, "Oh, there's a leg." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Look, ladies and like, you see that stuff in the movies and stuff, like, and you Christmas don't really vacation. realize. Yeah, exactly. When he's walking up in the attic and he just kind of goes through the roof. That's exactly what just happened, except it's already hot in there, so he wasn't trying to feel for the heat or anything. He was he was trying to feel for the AC yeah, is what was going on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's one way to start off your, your show. Yeah. Um, wow. Before we get to the guests, I, I want to I kind of reach out real quick because it is a current event, um, and it talks a little bit as to exactly why I've made the decision, probably why Adam has made the decision to say you know what we don't like bosses because they they go on power trips from time to time oh bosses i thought you said boston sorry. no oh, hey sorry. hey watch your tongue <laughs> lucky in the trunk of my car <sighs> all right so just to read real quick from the lord uh tom brady um <laughs> wow <laughs> look all right, so he released a statement this morning, all right? And this tells exactly why. All right, now here in Arizona, we've got what's called, uh, it's, it's a right-to-work state. There is no union. Right. All right, so basically managers, if they have any type of reason that they can just let you go or put a blame on you, they can do it. And there's really nothing you can do about it. If you don't like it, don't work, basically is the way it works here in Arizona. Tom Brady released a statement this morning um, I'm, I'm just going to do one paragraph of the seven paragraphs says, I'm also, dis I also disagree with yesterday's narrative surrounding my cell phone. I replaced my broken Samsung phone with a new iPhone six after my attorneys made it clear to the NFL that my actual phone device would not be subjected to investigation under any circumstances as a member of a union. I was under no obligation to set a new precedent going forward, nor was I made aware uh, at any time during Mr. Wells' investigation that failing to subject um, to subject my cell phone to investigation would result in any discipline. Now he actually has rights being under a union. Okay. Right. All right. Here in Arizona, nope. They'll fire you for that, and you can't fight it at all. Is so so basically, 
this is this is yet another reason. Now, obviously, Tom's not going to say, you know what, I made the decision to be an entrepreneur and, and I'm no longer going to play in the NFL. Probably not going to happen, okay? Um, but But if you think about it, I'm sure that if you've been on this earth for a little while, you know, maybe not as long as me and Adam because we're ancient at this point. Relics. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you've seen this type of thing in the workplace where the boss, the owner, whatever the case may be, makes up some reason to let go of you, let go of somebody that you know, let go of somebody that's been there for 15 or 20 years, you know, and, and there's nothing you can really do about it. Now, Tom actually has, he's, he's taken this to federal court. All right, because there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever. And the the fact that the investigation came up to where and Roger Goodell released a statement saying destroyed his cell phone and that was the, the, the main topic of his statement as to why he did it. He was under no obligation whatsoever to set, like he says, a new precedence where just because they ask for it doesn't mean you need to if my boss if adam if you come up to me and say i think that you're 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 talking to like another media company i want to see your cell phone records i'm being even that we're friends yeah i'm gonna turn you down yeah face down because that's my right as a citizen well i believe it it gets into some privacy laws and stuff like that as well yeah Uh, unless you're under contract well the only thing you do that would be if you're under contract and you were there was a no compete uh, no contact right. clause or something like that. Even if that was the case, uh, that would have to go to court first, and that would have to be subpoenaed by a judge in order uh, right. for those records to. <clears throat> this is like so. This is like getting pulled over, and the cops say, "Can I search your your vehicle?" And you say, "No." Now I've got nothing to hide. I've got a knife in my car that I keep on me because right. you know I drive late at night. Um, but. I have the right to say no, and that shouldn't come with, well, then you're guilty. Right. No, I agree. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I can't stand corporate America. Because not only do you have a chain of command, but you have to follow what they say regardless um, here in Arizona because there is no union. You need to stand up for yourself. You need to make the decision that you are better than that. You are better than them and that you can take your life to a whole new level that can basically tell them to kiss. Mm, yeah, we're in church, so I got to Yeah. Um, but so that's that's my that's my that's my rant for today. Yeah, he's under those of you that, that are that uh, if you're tuning in for the first time and, and listening, this is the decision hour. And the reason why we call it the decision hour is because it's a, it's a, uh, it's time for you to make a decision on what you want to do with your life. If, if you're stuck in a rut and you can't figure out what exactly it is that you're that you're wanting to do, or maybe you know what you want to do and you just haven't made the decision to do it. Maybe um, you just hate your boss. And JD has made the decision to go on this rant because he's a huge, huge Patriots and Tom Brady well, fan. No, so, but I, but he makes a good point. I here. agree I'll with stay, the precedent. It's, I, you know, I, I love busting his chops about being a Tom Brady fan and a Patriots fan, but and the fact that anytime he's he, something he can tie that in is, is great. But today he makes a good point with what Tom Brady is saying. Uh, he he has that right. He's made the decision, and 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 
with the players' union. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it all ties in together. So don't think it's not necessarily a football show or anything like that, but it, it, that's why we're we're bringing it up. I br- I brought that up as an example because I know there are people that are listening to this that know that your boss sometimes steps over his or her boundaries and uses his or her authority to try and get, you know, or try and prove a point or, you know, justify firing 700 people, you know, and that's just... And we've uh, seen companies as of late uh, here in corporate America that that have done that. Here in Arizona that have done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1,700 people across the country. Yeah, uh-huh. That's ridiculous. You know, that's 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 big, and it just goes to show you the change that's going on. So, you know, we're, I think we're becoming starting to become, or it would be better if we became a society of more entrepreneurs out there. Absolutely. Uh, so that's the path that we need to take, so we can go back to our bosses and do like the commercial says, and just wake them up in the middle of the night and say, "Stick it." Yeah. Yeah. Stick it. So stick it. So listen, before we we bring on our our, our guest, now I'm excited about this guest. Uh, yeah, because this is something that'll get your heart going too. <laughs> Literally, uh, well, go ahead. No, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go because she's a friend of yours. So yeah. you go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this thoroughly. I'm gonna take plenty of notes, ladies yeah, yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, get yeah. your notebooks ready. Listen, we we got a very special guest that's gonna be coming up today, Marla Madsen. She uh, uh, she's a life coach specializing in relationships and sex. And um, sex. yeah, and she's uh, not quite like that. I don't, I don't think. But I had met, uh, I met Marla liar, at a uh, at a at an event that I was previously at a couple weeks ago, um, and it was a kind of a coaching. You know, it was, it was a entrepreneur event called the Inside Edge, uh, which is a great, great three day conference. If any of you get an opportunity to come next year, it's something I to- uh, highly recommend. Uh, but I met Marla at this event, and it was. Um, uh, you can pull yourself together today. I on? got liar, liar going through my head. Just, no, but she's a partner. I thought I could advance my career by making her squeal. Oh, <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, um, she's just uh, what was I saying? So she, yeah, Mar- Marla. She's a, she, she's a great coach, and she's uh, we, we had it. We, we clicked. Um, and yes. it was it was um, she's got a lot of of. Uh, great advice for people, especially those that are in relationships. She's got a lot of experience, um, and surprisingly, uh, um, and I'm not going to steal her thunder here, but the, where she started off in her background and stuff, I think it'll be uh, very interesting how she got into it. So I'm looking forward to uh, having her on uh, here in, in just a few minutes. We'll give her a call. Um, <clears throat> but again, we want to reiterate that the purpose of the, the decision hour is you know we're here to help you it's 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 a kind of a i don't you know feel good but also put your uh get you to think and put things into perspective for you that you really need to make a decision you know if you've been sitting on the fence hey you know i'm i'm tired of the way my life is well what are you going to do about it you know and and there's i'm living proof of it myself i have i have seen an all-time low i've been at an all-time low and i've been at an all-time high i've 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 seen the top of the mountain and and i've I've been to the bottom of the of the cesspool, and and you know it, you go through phases in life, but it, it all boils down to is is your your frame of mind and a mindset, and uh, sometimes it's easy to get distracted, but it's just as easy as, as to come out of that as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, it, it comes down to this: 
the the sooner that you realize that you are more powerful mentally than you have ever imagined that's when you start taking your life to new levels that's when you really start to realize what you're capable of that's when you realize that when you're sitting in your cubicle and you're staring outside in the beautiful sunshine you know and you're daydreaming about where you could be or what you could be doing all of that can and should become a reality as soon as you realize what you're capable of this isn't some some fairy tale storyland hour all right i've made the decision adam's made the decision i'm about to be in las vegas with three thousand of my closest friends that have all made the decision to better themselves and there's thousands more that are out there that cannot make it because of prior obligations but look look at yourself in the mirror take this seriously look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you are made for more than just standing in line and walking into the meat grinder every day like in the movie the wall by pink floyd one of my favorites by the way where you just walk into the office and you're faceless you have no emotions whatsoever being shown in your face and all you're doing is walking into the meat grinder every single day i've done it to where i walked in i i drove to work happy i drove to work happy i was listening to motivation i was listening to tony robbins i was listening to zig ziglar you know on my way to work and i was ecstatic and i could but when i walked through those doors every step that i took and probably the 50 yards that it took me to get to my desk i could feel the life being drained out of me that is not living that's earning a paycheck but that is not living right and that's that's what this show is all about folks it's helping you make that decision um so with that being said let's uh let's give marla a call and yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's ask some questions all right still excited about it. okay folks we have a very special guest here today on the decision hour we've told you about her a little bit we're hoping that she's going to open up and tell us more about her ladies and gentlemen please help us welcome marla mattinson <laughs> well thank you adam <laughs> welcome to the Happy show to how, here today. how are you I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Good. It's a sunny day in Southern California, so what could be wrong with that? Okay, so why don't you just go ahead and let, let's kick the show off on a, on a negative note. Why? Uh, what's the temperature <laughs> out right, right there? <laughs> Temp. What's the, what's, the, what's the temperature like out there right now? What's the, what's the temperature? Oh, the temperature. Yeah. Well, it's seventy-five. Oh, hang up. Yeah, yeah. just I know, done. I know. I, I'm, I'm fe- it's a little warm. I thought she said Wait, seventy-five. It's a little warm. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a freaking heat wave. We're it closer to like. one seventy-five. <laughs> I know. Poor, I know. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't deal with that. Poor thing. Oh. And now that our fan's not working. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry. So. Well, well, Marla. First off, we we thank you for being with us today on the show, and uh, you know we were, we were telling our guests a little bit about you. Uh, not much. We 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 were looking looking you up, and uh, I understand. I was t- telling them that I had met you uh, here recently, a couple weeks ago, at a conference that we were, we were both attending. And you are a life coach uh, specializing in, in relationships. Is is that correct? That is correct. I specialize in relationships and sex couples, so really dealing with intimacy issues with couples. 
Very interesting. Okay, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Give us a, you know, uh, you know, where you went to college and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, it, you know, where I went to college, that's actually kind of an interesting story. So back in 2001, um, I was in a car accident, and I rolled my car down into a canyon in Los Angeles, and uh, kind of got you know, swerved off of the, the road and rolled the car down the, the hill and a big boulder stopped me from going completely down the hill and I walked up in my socks uh, and uh, with leaves and sticks in my hair out of that canyon and um, I walked out without a scratch. So that kind of thing really makes you think about your life, right? Oh, you know, hmm, if I had another life to live, what would I do? So um, I, I decided I wanted to go back to school. And that's, so that's the, the university story. I decided to go back to school, and I went to a community college first, and then I transferred to UCLA, and I ended up getting a degree in mathematics, which I didn't even know I was good at math until I went back to school. So that led to another thing. I ended up getting a master's degree in mathematics, and then I became a high school math teacher for a number of years. And before all of that, I was a doula helping women through labor and delivery of their babies and postpartum. And I was a massage therapist and a life coach working with couples. So I sort of veered off the path of working intimately with couples at the time when I rolled my car down that hill. And you might think, well, how does math and intimacy relate to each other? Well, they do and they don't. I ended up realizing over the past year that I really wanted to go back into life coaching. And so uh, the, the time that I spent in the classroom really working with kids and all of their issues and um, really getting to know families really served a lot in what I do now. So I ended up getting back into life coaching over the past year and now I, I've resigned from teaching and I'm 100% back into life coaching. Now, how many years were you a teacher? I was a teacher for seven years nice. in Los Angeles. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and, and your practice, when you were practicing as a life coach and every, uh, prior to getting into the, your teaching, uh, that was all in, in Southern California as well? Yes. All of that. So this is what's changed over the years, too. So all of my coaching was done either in Los Angeles or via telephone. I did do coaching sessions on the phone. That was before Skype and everything like that. Um, and so I, I had clients who were not in town with me, okay. but most of my clients were actually in town. And a lot of the couples were couples that I was working with, helping them through their pregnancy and then also during the labor, delivery and postpartum. Okay. So tell us more about why relationships and sex. Well, I am someone who really loves intense situations and really intimate, intense situations. And so even when I was a teacher, I worked with inner city kids, who, you know, with gang issues and gang problems and, you know, major home family life problems. So for me, I just find it really interesting to, it's kind of like a puzzle to me, you know, what is the problem here? What is this one person thinking about the relationship and how are they communicating what they need and want and how is the other person communicating what they need and want and why is there 
something that doesn't match us and, and, and which causes suffering if for both people. And ultimately, those issues find themselves in the bedroom. So you can either look in the bedroom first to see where the issues are with a couple, where maybe either they're not having sex or sex is just kind of a rote thing that they do and that just to do it. Um, or sometimes sex is really hot and heavy in the bedroom, but it's not connected. So they're not feeling that deeper intimacy that is really essential for a really long-lasting relationship. Now, look, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be hot and heavy and you should only go for intimate sex where you're connected and looking in each other's eyes. Look, you, you have to, you know, just go at it. That's absolutely essential. But at the same time, if that's all you do, then you're really missing out on the deeper intimacy in relationships. I totally lost all my other questions. What I was gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking hot, hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. And it's like, is it hot in here right now? My goodness. Um, <laughs> Stop staring at me like that. All right. Uh, Liz, I'm sorry. Right. Don't, don't take it like that. Uh, <clears throat> wow. Okay. Um, the studio just got hotter over yeah, there. Yeah, Marla. Wow. It's, uh, and you're not even here. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, this, this should have been an in-person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable not having yeah. a female yeah. in the room. She needed to be here, you know, for like the hands-on kind of, you know, <laughs> thing. That's anyway. That's a different kind of coaching. Oh, that's different. That kind of <laughs> 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 nice. All right. Look at that. She. I'm enjoying this interview. I don't know about the rest of you here, but it's definitely warm in here. I need ice. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Can we bit bag ice studio too, please? Um, <laughs> I do all Skype sessions with my clients now, so I don't do any in-person sessions with my clients. It's all done via Skype or FaceTime, uh, or sometimes I use Webinar Jam Studios uh, if people don't have either one. So, and and working with couples is really interesting because you know to get each person really intimately involved in wanting to um, heal something in the relationship, it, it takes. Oh, it takes a, a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes commitment on everyone's part, on each partner and on my part. So it's a it's a really deep experience to go intimately into a couple's life and, and look and see where are the issues and what can you do about them. So let me ask you this then. Is, is when you're dealing with really... Uh with couples are you meeting with them right off the bat like together or are you meeting with each you know each person individually for for so many sessions or, or does it uh, does it kind of depend that's a great question um in the beginning before we start working together and i mean for your any of your listeners anybody's welcome to contact me what happens is one person usually feels a stronger sense of urgency than the other person so that person usually reaches out to me they find me one way or another and we have what I call a discovery session. So we talk about, it's a very structured call. They fill out a questionnaire first, so I know kind of what's going on. And we have a conversation about what's happening, what is, what's their ideal relationship, what do they really want, why are the problems happening. And then if they realize, you know, gosh, I really want to move forward with this, then I have a conversation with the other partner. And the other partner is, individually that other partner and I have the same conversation what what do you want what 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 is going on from your perspective etc then if both people are on board then we have a third session and all of this is complimentary we go through this just to see if we can work together because it's very it's very intense work so then we have a third session to see okay are we really meant to work together here do I want to work with these people 
are they willing to do the work? And then if the answer is yes, we talk about the price structure and what's expected, how the work happens. And then we schedule a four-hour Skype intensive to get deep, all three of us, into the work together. And then out of that Skype intensive, we do weekly sessions over the course of six weeks where all three of us are on a call together. And then I do emergency sessions with, with either one or both people if something happens like, oh, my God, she's freaking out. I don't know what to do. You know, so I'll do an emergency session for somebody uh, in that time as well. And then I do a six-month maintenance because six weeks is intense to deeply, intimately work with your material. And then you need a little bit of a maintenance period usually after that. So and I just want to say, that, you know, there's a huge difference between coaching in this way and therapy. And usually when you go to therapy, you go maybe once or twice a week, and then you don't really talk to your therapist in between. There are some therapists who do talk in between, but with me, they have unlimited email access to me. And so I expect, actually, that they are interacting with me throughout the entire six weeks that we're working together. Because if you really want to change a pattern, you really want to change a habit, you have to be on it every day. It's got to be in your mind, top of your mind. You have to actively work on it. You know, a habit doesn't change because you're meditating on it. Right. And before I forget, right? yeah, before before I forget, Marla, why don't we, um, I think now would be a great opportunity for the listeners, those that are listening to uh, the show right now, if they want to get in touch with you to, to, to uh, try to working with you, uh, what how how does how does somebody reach out to you? What's your contact info? Um, yeah, my contact. So you can either go to I have a, a website that my name is Marla Mattinson dot com. That's M A R L A M A T T E N S O N dot com, or you can email me directly at Marla at Marla Mattinson dot com. So that's those are the best ways. You can also go on Facebook and find me on there. Um, it's uh, Marla Mattinson. You can find me on there. I have a public figure page, and I also have a personal page. So either way is fine. Okay. And yeah, I'd be happy to talk to any of your listeners. So, Especially, really, who I love to work with are couples who really have a sense of urgency around wanting to make a change in their relationship, and they love each other. They want to be together, but they haven't been able to work through their issues for one reason or another. If you just kind of want to work through your issues, or you're thinking about getting help. I'm not the one. I'm not the one to work with. Go to go to a therapist or find another coach. I'd be happy to refer you to a number of great people. But uh, I'm I'm the person who lights a fire under your ass and keeps you accountable to what you really say you want. Yeah, I, I could see that about you. I, I could <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I could see. I could see that about you, Jeannie. Marla, yeah, I have a question, Marla. <clears throat> First off, thank sure. you so much for for coming on the show. Um, the four hour session. And I'm asking this because I know we're both thinking it, except Adam won't ask it. Um, is that because that's as long as Viagra is supposed to last? Or <laughs> just curious. Well, I didn't want to say that, but that's part of it. Yes, that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's not part of it. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Marla, I got. I got now a... that's confusing to your listeners. Yeah, yeah. Four. Oh, wait a minute. What? Yeah, that segment was sponsored by Viagra. No, not really. Um, Marla, there's there's a, and maybe you can answer this question because I know this is a question that I've uh, that I've had and have been asked, uh, you know, as of recent. 
there seems to be a, a common, uh, maybe it's a misconception that in order to get into being a coach that you have to have some type of certificate of from you know, some university stating that you are a, a life coach or, or whatever. Can you shed some light on that for us, please? Oh, that, so this is interesting. The coaching industry is pretty much an unregu- unregulated industry. Okay, so, uh, for example, also, when I was a massage therapist, that's also an unregulated industry. You can, you can just kind of hang up a shingle and say, hey, I'm a massage therapist, come get a massage. Now, if somebody in a, your, your local city has uh, city taxes and city licenses that you have to get uh, in order to run an actual business. So all of that is done under the table if you're not actually certified as a massage therapist. But as a life coach, it's something similar where there's, there's no, um, I don't know, certification program that's required by a state or the federal government at this time. There is uh, an international coaching federation that is great if you want to join that. There are plenty of programs out there that are excellent to get certified. So if you've never done any kind of coaching before, if you are nervous about coaching and you want to get into coaching, it first of all, it's an excellent industry. And you can really help a lot of people. Uh, I, would rec- I would highly recommend going through a certification program. I've gone through a certification program. Uh, they're really wonderful. You might realize, oh, I, I probably didn't even need that because I already pretty much knew what I was doing. But there is, there is more, um, uh, what do I want to say? There's a sense of credibility, right, when you have a certification. Okay, yeah. But technically, you don't need one to start coaching. Now, I highly recommend having a lawyer on a retainer or a lawyer that you're working with because you need a contract if you're going to be a coach. Because if you work with someone, certainly what I'm doing, if, if I work with couples, they sign a contract to work together. It's very official uh, because it's very deep, intense, intimate work. So sometimes people are unhappy. If somebody's unhappy, if they didn't sign a contract, they couldn't come after you for you know refund and this and that. You want to cover your bases, right? Yeah, that's so, good. Just, that, that's yeah, just good. That's good business don't practice. Need it. That's good business practice. Makes a good point there. Yeah. Hey, Merle, I have another question. This one's actually kind of serious. Sure. Um, have you ever or do you integrate your massage therapist background with your advice that you give couples? I mean, are, is there – I know that there's some yes. forms of, like, sensual massage and things like that that are recommended for couples that are trying to create a spark. Do you do those types of things? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So as a massage therapist for 15 years, I have – a lot of knowledge about how to touch the, the body, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and also, more importantly, how to communicate when you're being touched. So most people, if you think about it, and I learned this in massage therapy school, if you're laying on a massage table, for example, and the massage therapist is standing up and they're massaging you, when you're the one laying on the table, it's very challenging to say, hey, can you lighten up or could you go deeper? can you give me more pressure here or can you not touch my feet? Or It's very challenging for most people to communicate when they're receiving a massage. So it's just amplified and intensified when it's your physical partner, right? If you're dealing with your intimate partner in a physical way, you don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to, you know, damage their ego. You don't want to shut them down in any way. So how do you communicate while someone is touching you 
physically in an intimate way. And sometimes that takes a little bit of training and a little bit of playfulness. I mean, can we lighten up a little bit? You know, hey, can you touch me here? This feels good. Or you put their hand in this place and you put pressure on it. I mean, there's so many different ways that I coach couples in how to touch each other. And I think my massage therapy background is a huge benefit. And thank you very much for that, by the way. Um, wow. Dude, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's definitely a little warm in here. Um, so <laughs> I got you, a feeling this is going to be the most downloaded show. Th- this could be. This definitely right could be. Now, <laughs> so, let me ask you now, do you work with both straight and gay couples? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All couples have issues, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. a firm believer for gay marriage, too, because I think that all couples should deserve to be miserable the rest of their lives. So <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. Marla, I think you're well, gonna have I'm a few. I think you're gonna have a future client in JD right here. Marla, let me let me ask you this: What have you? Um, what's been the most challenging uh, thing for you as a as a uh, as a coach? Uh, the, the I think the most challenging thing for me is working with either in and I also, by the way, work with individuals. I, I do both. I work with individuals who have a sense of urgency around wanting to make some big change in their life, and I also work with couples. Couples are my primary focus. I think the biggest challenge for me as a coach is working with someone who says they want something, but then really is not willing to put in the effort to get what they want. That is the biggest challenge for me, because you can probably tell. I'm a go-getter. I'm pretty fiery. I go after what I want. And, and I want to work with people like that. And, again, I, I am just not interested in working with people who need a little bit more hand-holding and, um, you know, who are just uh, need somebody a little softer, a little more patient, a little more compassionate. I mean, I have all those qualities. It's just if you say you want something, let's just make it happen. Let's just do it. Just get in there and do it and make changes, take different action change your thought patterns, change how you speak to your partner, change how you touch your partner, change how you see them every day, allow for change to happen, right? And and when people say they want that, but then they don't take the action to do it, frustrating for me, you know, because mostly because then it turns into, I want this more for them than they want it for themselves. Right. And I learned a big lesson in teaching. I was, you know, as a high school math teacher, so of course I got into the, I want this more than the kids want it for themselves. And who suffers in that? I do. So I, I put a lot of structures in place so that I, I don't work with anybody like that anymore. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. You got another question, JD? I'm thinking of them left and right. Um, now, <clears throat> when you work with couples, I mean, what is probably the most extreme case that you've come across where you have absolutely helped them turn their lives around. Like, for example, I mean, I know there's there's a lot of partners, both male and female, that want to be treated by their better half as, you know, like the king or the queen, but yet they turn around and they deliberately treat their better their other half as like the servant. You know, how do you go <laughs> about approaching those when they want to be treated at a certain level but then they treat their their partner does, at a lower does, level so does that and do you find it let me let me throw a, a, a kind of a, another 
curveball. Yeah, curveball into that. <laughs> do you find do you do you find in in a lot of relationships where like like JD is mentioning, you know, well, I should be treated like a king, and this is how, you know, yada yada. Do you find that a lot in 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 relationships with couples that you work with? Well, so look, I have a questionnaire which I'm happy to share with any of your, uh, you know, listeners, of course, yeah. and which just helps them get clear on what they want. One of the questions I have is is what is your sense of urgency around wanting to make a change? your level from one to 10, 10 being I am, it's the most urgent, right? And a lot is revealed in just that one question. So if they have, if they say, and a lot of people like what JD is saying, you know, uh, where I want to be treated like a king or a queen, but I'm not willing to put in the effort. So a lot of people like that actually say, I'm at a nine or a 10 for a sense of urgency around wanting to change, right? Um, But the problem is they want the other person to change. So this is about education. This is about educating each person on, look, if you want to change, meaning you want the other person to treat you differently, you have to change. You have to be willing to soften and open and make changes. And you have to be willing to give what you want to receive. And if you're not willing to give what you want to receive, then nothing is going to change. And it's hard because I wrote a blog post about this uh, recently which is, you know, I was working with a couple, and um, and w- what one of the things that came up was he wanted her to make a change. He said, "Well, I'll do this after she does after she shows three weeks of consistent change." And of course, it doesn't work that way. One person says, "Oh, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. And it's a standstill. And this is what intimacy is about: is about you being the one to make the change first without any expectation of the other person changing at all ever so let me what if they never changed yeah okay so put forth an effort if you want to see change to show that the other person that you're changing and if that other person and then it's so basically you're putting the ball back in that other person's court is like listen you're either going to pick the ball up and run with it or or you know you're gonna you're not going to do anything at all Yes. Now, part of this, again, is about education, and this is why this is why couples need a guide, because basically what I would do in that situation is I would go in and I would say, okay, look, he wants to be treated like a king, and let's be honest here, he's treating you like a servant. And both people are listening to this. This is not separate conversations. So, you know, somebody needs to make a change first. If he softens and does something kind for you, you must respond with something kind towards him. You must respond with a new way of responding, period. And so, you know, we talk about what are possible ways that you can interact with your partner in a different way that actually feeds his need to feel like a king. Maybe it's complimenting him. Maybe it's um, saying something in front of other people that is really positive. Maybe it's preparing a beautiful meal for him. Maybe it's rubbing his feet that night. Maybe it's, you know, giving, doing, having some great sexual experience together. I mean, who knows what it is, but for each person it's different. And so we go through in that four hour session, we go through, what does it mean to you to be treated like a king? What does it mean to you to be treated like a queen? What are specific things that would feel good to you if you felt like, yes, my partner treats me like a king? What does that look like? Because you can say that, 
But if your partner doesn't even know what the hell that means, then it's never going to happen. So, Mara, would you say that when couples recognize that they want to come to you for help and they're ready to approach you for help, that they need to have some sort of a vision of what it is that they're trying to get out of uh, getting assistance from you? Um, No, they don't have to know. They just have to know that they are suffering, that they've tried all kinds of other things to alleviate the suffering. They think we really do love each other, but we can't see our way through this. We can't even see the bigger vision anymore. We might end this thing if it doesn't get better, or even worse, turn into a mediocre, passionless, sexless marriage, which I think is worse than, you know, just leaving. That's my opinion. Uh, So, no, they don't have to have the big vision. Oftentimes, they can't even see the vision. I mean, I spoke with a woman who, the entire discovery session, she was just talking about how, you know, what she wanted from her husband, what she wanted from her husband, what he wasn't doing, what he... And finally, towards the end, I got her to really feel into her love for him. And, I mean, I'll just share with you what I asked, and this might help your listeners. I said, can you remember a time when you just loved this man? Like, you saw him, and you said, oh, my God, I just fucking love this guy. I just love this man. Can you feel into that at all right now? And she started crying because she could feel it. And she just said, I just feel so far away from that. And I said, well, before you go talk to him, you need to remember that time, connect with that on the inside. That's your vulnerability. That's how you start breaking down the walls of the he said, she said. And then you go talk to him from that place. And then you have to allow for him to have a response. Nice. Let me ask you another question. Um, Because I got uh, uh, a question here is, do you work or have you worked with couples that maybe... Um, are, are distance. I mean, like, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily separated, but one spouse works in another state or or any any type of circumstances like that. Or maybe, maybe you know, we have a lot of listeners that are uh, that are that are veterans or whatnot. So maybe you have somebody that's on a deployment or or something like that. Have you have you experienced anything like that? I have. I, I've experienced that both in couples actually living in different cities and, uh, you know, from that kind of of a perspective, but I've also experienced that where one person has actually moved out of the house because things have gotten so bad that they had to actually live in separate places, but they still wanted to work on their marriage together. Okay. So I've experienced both of those. So let me, Mm -hmm. let me ask you this. How hard is it when, when you have a couple that, you know, there's like a long distance relationship, um, thing going on and then it, it's nothing's going to change as the you know as far as the miles or anything like that how do, how do you how I do think, you approach something like that yeah it's funny in a way when you have that distance in a way it's a little easier to make changes because you're not dealing with god he didn't put, pick up the towel again or you know she keeps you know, doing this or that, you know, you're not dealing with the daily grind of living together where it just turns into a mundane experience together unless you actively put something sacred and sexy into your daily life, right? So you have you have a couple, if they have the love 
as a foundation. If they really do love each other and they want to work it out, but they've gotten bad habits of treating each other poorly or being distant or not sharing intimately, you know, it's actually easier in a way to deal with a couple like that because they can be more playful because they're not together every day. So they can practice doing things and saying things in a more playful, flirty way to elicit a different response out of their partner. It still is work. It's not easy. And it takes, uh, maybe it's more challenging in the way that they have to build intimacy in a different way. But hey, we've got Skype, we've got FaceTime, they can see each other, they can do sexy things on the phone together. You know, there's lots of things they can do where they can build that intimacy again. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It's very, it's like, it's like phone sex without the 900 number. This is awesome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this is helping out. I'm going to meet because he's got priors all around the country. So, <laughs> what are you talking about? All my stuff is local. <laughs> you just, you've just been outed. <laughs> he doesn't have that many ladies. Just a couple dozen. Don't, I don't worry about I don't it. know what he's talking about. I plead the fifth. Um, Jack. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? This has been an awesome interview. Again, if you're just listening in, first off, where the hell you been? Um, second, you can go back <laughs> and listen to the podcast again and take more notes. But we're listening to, we have a special guest, Marla Madison, uh, with us this evening. She is a life coach. She is a relationship coach. I mean, just anything and everything. Former yeah. former um, massage therapist who... I mean, that's just Math sensual. Well, when she said, okay, look, I, I got a twisted mind. When she said, like, sex therapist and math genius, I'm thinking, so is there, like, an acute angle or a obtuse angle? That, I mean, are we, are we doing, like, right angle sex tonight? I mean, what, what's going on? Different type. I of, thought I do all the angles. Different, yeah, apparently different, not. It's a different type of conversation. This is why, because I've know? always been bad at math, yeah, so, so that that's my... That's my problem right there. I gotta get better at math. <laughs> Steven, now you're speaking my language. You, you add the math in there, and don't get hot on this. Thing. Yes, no, no, no. More, more sixty-five degree angle. Yeah. Not, not, okay. All right. Oh my goodness, Marla. One more time. Why don't you give uh, everybody your uh, contact information for the listeners out there that are listening to this podcast? Uh, how can they get in touch with you? Yes, so I would be happy to speak with any of your listeners. You can reach me at Marla at MarlaMattinson.com. That's Marla at M-A-R-L-A-M-A-T-T-E-N-S-O-N.com. My website is actually under construction at the moment. You can go there and enter your email address and everything and send me a message or email directly. Or you can go to Facebook and find me on there, Marla Mattinson. Great stuff. Marla, we appreciate you coming on the show, and we're hoping that we can have you come back on the show maybe next quarter or something and uh, and, and follow up with you and see how things are going. Is, would that be all right? I would love that. All love right. that. Great. Well, thank you again for, for joining us today. We're going to let you go because I know you're very busy, and um, I appreciate you again. for On behalf of, of J.D. and our listeners, thank you for joining us here in the Decision Hour today. Thank you so much. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, folks. You, uh, wow, wow! Uh, you gotta if you if you if you gotta listen to this one. That was phenomenal. You, you gotta listen. I to thoroughly this one. enjoyed that. One. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. as a single guy, several times I mean, I'm taking uh, I'm know. taking notes down as a single guy. Yeah. Like, 
Okay, so these are the types of things, and I, I got to get better at math. You know got what? I, I, t- I tell you what. In, in all seriousness, no, uh, in all seriousness, you know, I've 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 had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Marla uh, a little bit, and she's she's such a down to earth, uh, just a wonderful person. Um, and and it, when you hear about her history, you meet a very lovely lady. If you if you look at her, her pictures on Facebook, uh, and and whatnot, and and when you hear her talk. And, and the way she expresses things, it, she is a no BS kind of gal. It's, it's listen, this is how it's going to be. You're either going to do this or you're not. And if you're not going to do it, then don't waste my time doing it. And, and you know, it, it's direct, but she does it in a very caring uh, kind of a way. And that's not always easy to pull off uh, doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, and... You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I can do to seriously take away from from this uh, this interview with Marla. Um, I think the main thing that'll really help out couples out there, and I'm not trying to say now that I've listened, I'm an expert with couples, but the one thing that really resonated that I can look back on my my own relationships um, is that if you want your world to change, if you want your environment, your circumstances to change. That starts with you, yeah. not the people around you, not, you know, another, you know, position or whatever, a job position. But um, it starts with you. Change starts with you. Even even if whether you're trying to change, make a positive change in your relationship, whether you're trying to make a positive change as far as becoming an entrepreneur or in your right. business or in your office, all changes start with you. And, and here's the thing. Uh, if you don't know how to take that first step to make a change, the, the, I'm going to tell you the first step. You guys ready? You have to want it. That's the first step. You have to want to make the change. If you want to make the change, the second step is find find somebody that, that, that can help you point you in the right direction. If you're unsure, that's fine. But the first step that you have to make is you have to want it. Absolutely. And again, I want to thank Marla for for coming on the show today. Again, uh, on Facebook, she's got her pro page, uh, her professional page at Marla, M-A-R-L-A, Mattinson, M-A-T-T-E-N-S-O-N. And it's the same thing, www.marlamattinson.com for her website, which is currently under construction. But you can put your name and email in there and she'll go ahead and she'll send you out some information as far as things that can help you out. And uh, you'll be on her email list as well, and she doesn't sell your information or anything like that. Nope. So, so um, that was a great show, man. That was an awesome show. Now next week, um, I might talk a little bit about what's going to happen, what happened in Vegas this week. There you go. Let's. Uh, yeah, why don't you say it real quick? We're getting ready to jump off. Obviously, you can hear the music, but you're getting ready to go to a, a, a an event. A huge uh, a event, big, big regional explore. event um, with Empower Network. We have it regionally um, every three months, right. and these things are huge. And it's two to three thousand people in the same room. That's how popular these events are. And these are things that we have that help people make their breakthroughs in their businesses and teach them different techniques, different standards, different motivation techniques, different reasons why. And you'll hear some of the best motivational speaking on the planet while you're there learning all these things as well. Good stuff. Uh, So we're looking forward to that. Updates, how your trip went to Vegas next week. Uh, Folks, if if, uh, you got Marla's contact, 
Uh, if you're looking for a life coach, definitely hit her up. Or relationship. If you're in a relationship and you're looking for a relationship and sex coach, give Marla a call. Uh, also, if you're, uh, you can reach out to us at uh, themotivatedmindset.com, uh, at birdstheword.com, B-I-R-D-Z, theword.com. And you can also look us up on uh, Heroes Media Group yep. forward slash The Decision Hour, which is also where all of our podcasts are at. Um, and and if you if you don't want to go there, you can go to podbean.com and check out yep. our podcast. Check. Or you can go to iTunes. Yeah. Check us out. And then uh, also, if you guys are looking for any type, if you got questions or anything like that as all, email us at the decision hour at gmail.com. If you're also looking for an extra push, uh, or some motivation, you know, you email me directly. I'll be doing stuff. Um, I'm working on a new project. You can email me at mr.adambird at gmail.com. Folks, we're out of time today. Thanks for listening to us. Until next week, for JD, I'm Adam. You're listening to The Decision Hour. Yeah.